0: Hi, and welcome to the Running Realtor with me, Jessica Patterson Kibbe, your residential realtor for Southeastern Connecticut and New London County. And today I am joined by a very special guest, your friend and mine, Coach Jim McClare.
1: Hi, Jess. Thank Yay. you for
0: having me. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for joining the podcast. Um, so for anybody who is new to the Running Realtor, we release weekly episodes where we like to get together with co-hosts that are uh doing cool things down here in southeastern connecticut so not only are you doing cool things down here in southeastern connecticut coach jim mcclure um but just tell me about how how did you end up in southeastern connecticut because you're a native right
1: yeah it wasn't by choice i was born here (laughs) um so i was born uh Lived in Waterford almost my whole life. Awesome. Um, and then I moved a whopping about three and a half miles down the road to East Lime, where I now <laughs> live with my wife and uh ten month
0: son. Heck yeah. Awesome, yeah. wonderful family. So,
1: yeah, love it. It love it. Love the shoreline. Um it's the best place to be. So it really that's why is why stick around.
0: Yeah. So it's it's funny. Um I was actually just reading uh I think it was USA Today. I should know this off the top of my head, but elected Mystic is one of the top ten locations yeah, for this four. summer. Yeah, that's huge. Like yeah tourism destination, yeah. whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, Anybody who might be listening, that if you're interested in moving to Southeastern Connecticut, definitely feel free to give us a buzz. Um, information is in the show notes. But just to kind of jump back in. So what is it that you do, Coach Jim McClure?
1: Well, I am a recovering attorney. I was an attorney. <laughs> uh, I say that jokingly. I'm still an attorney, but I practiced law for the last eight years. And um, I've actually been coaching youth sports for 17 years in Waterford, uh, mostly basketball and baseball. But that's truly what I'm passionate about, and an opportunity came along for me to kind of do a 360 on my career and uh, get involved in youth sports. So, my wife and I bought a Soccer Shots franchise. That's so exciting. Yeah, we're pumped. So, we do, um, we do soccer enrichment programs and daycares and preschools uh, for kids ages two to eight. It's not really a competitive setting it's more focused on character building and confidence building for the little kids yeah so that's what we like to focus on
0: so that's one of the interesting things and i had the opportunity to hear uh, jim talk a little bit about kind of the value of the values of this business and what made it interesting to you and your wife um, and it was about the character and the confidence and just mm-hmm. as someone who has a awesome five year six year old now oh my gosh that runs around like crazy like i've seen personally the impact that coach and kind of that positive environment can have like developing kids who you know we talk a lot about that there's big emotions in little bodies and mm-hmm. a great way to manage both like your physical health but your mental health and starting them from very young is incorporating that like when you are getting stressed out or if you're kind of if you can even get to the point where you can prevent it by being physically active, it helps with the physical health and the mental health. So I'm just curious, like when you talk about kind of the character building and the confidence building, like what would a family expect if their child shows up to your program?
1: Yeah. So we generally run anywhere from six to eight week week programs. Um, in the daycare setting, uh, is the same as the park setting, except we're in a daycare. Um, but we have a curriculum that we use that, um, approved by, um, soccer shots hq and um, is designed specifically for the age groups of two to three three to five and then five to eight yeah um so we use a little bit different curriculum for for each age group but um the thing that i really liked about it was you know just briefly we have a theme of the week so you know week one might be like soccer island where you're you know you get down to little kids and you're You know, what kind of animals live on Soccer Island and can we fly like a bird over to this part of Soccer Island and and fly back or like swim like a shark to the other side of Soccer Island, that sort of thing. Um, We kind of use that as a warm up and an intro, just like a little icebreaker sort of thing. Um, Then we do a skill of the day. Um, You know, I don't think anyone's going to make Major League Soccer because they went through soccer shots. I mean, I hope they do, but that's (laughs) that's not our goal. We just want the kids to have fun and, uh, again, build confidence and character. Um, so we do a skill where they learn a soccer skill. We incorporate a fun game like sharks and minnows or something along those lines yeah. that reinforces that skill. And then um, we reinforce a character word. So week one of every program we have is the word respect. And mm-hmm. so we teach the kids that the word respect. You know, for the real little ones, we're like, uh, you know, respect just means to be nice to people. So can you be nice to Coach Jim? Can you be nice to, you know, Miss Susie, your teacher? Can you be nice to the kids on Soccer Island? Yeah. Can you be nice to your parents? That sort of thing. And then we take that word and we incorporate it throughout the session so if we see a kid you know sharing the ball with another uh a soccer player um you know oh that's very respectful that's very nice you know quinn for an example yeah um and we try and reinforce that word like five or six times throughout the course of the uh this session, which is normally about 30 to 35 minutes. So.
0: Do you add any spelling bee elements into practice?
1: This I'm kidding. will be surprising, <laughs> but I, even though I'm an attorney, I might be the world's worst speller. So there will be no <laughs> spelling bee competitions in uh, at Soccer Island, at least not while I'm coaching. But may- <laughs> maybe in the future.
0: Okay. So as far as kind of physical health, what do you do to so one of the big things that I'm always hopeful that people can take away and from these podcast episodes and the reason we intentionally keep them around 1520 minutes is if you're listening to in the car, if you're doing the dishes at home, or maybe you are out for a run. 15, 20 minute time frame kind of feels good, right? It's like the time where your heart starts pumping if you're really into a physical activity. So sure. I'm just, I'm curious, like what do you do for fun to release? Like, do you have group activities that you do locally? Do you have just like personal uh, physical things? Do you have any places that you would recommend where people might go to kind of connect or learn more too?
1: Yeah, it's weird. I actually used to be an avid runner. I've run, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks, I've done triathlons. I have even ran a half marathon once. Um, never ran a full one, but I used to be quite active. And then when I went to law school, I kind of became more sedentary. And, you know, it's a lot of reading and book work. And um, so kind of got into that grind and fell off of the, the exercise routine. But um, if anything positive came from, you know, the COVID couple of years when we were, most of us were working from home is that my wife and I got to start walking together again. That's cool. So we used to walk um, Nyanic Boardwalk, uh, like from our house and back is most of five kids like three and a half miles something like that so we've actually just started doing that again now that i have a little bit more time now that i'm running my own business instead yeah. of driving to a firm um and that's been so beneficial like I, I i grew up an athlete i didn't think walking was really exercise but just the mental clarity and the overall wellness like you go for a 45 minute walk and you feel so much better as far as locations um southeastern is beautiful. you can always walk on the shore i absolutely love I mean, I live there, but um, Niantic Boardwalk is awesome. It's a mile down, a mile back. You can you can bang it out in you know a half hour, and yeah. it's a great way to start your day.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah. so it's interesting that um, we have talked a little bit about Niantic before um, in a previous episode, and actually two previous episodes because again, it is one of those tourism destinations, right? Yep. So I grew up um, in the northern part of the state, uh, central uh, Connecticut. And coming down to Niantic was always kind of like a thing I would do with my mom. We would go to like the little shops. We would go over to Rocky Neck State Park. We sure. were camping there a few times. So it's it's very um, it's heartwarming and reflective, I guess, to actually be living down here in southeastern Connecticut now. Yeah. And it's crazy because I actually moved down here about twenty years ago from Boston. I was going to grad school, and I was like, came down here, fell in love. Obviously, never left. Yep. So when people are coming into the area um we also have a local property down here that we do like vrbo airbnbs through so we try to put together like a guide of if you're coming down and you want to go for a hike or you want to go check out like a great ice cream spot like where would you go locally or where would you advise someone to go locally um, if they say have a young family and they want to do something fun and active besides going to downtown Niantic, which I think we would both absolutely recommend.
1: Yeah, so as far as ice cream shops, because like I said, I'm not the runner I used to be, Um, (laughs) but uh, hands down the best ice cream I've ever had is Salem Valley Farms. It's one town off the shore, I believe it's in Salem. Um, It's worth the 15 minutes north to get the best ice cream you'll ever have. Um, I'm not a paid spokesperson, it's (laughs) just, it is God's honest truth, the best ice cream you can have. as far as like local restaurants, my wife and I love Recovery Room in New yeah. London. It's sort of also, it's not really off the beaten path, but it's right next to LNM Hospital. Mm-hmm. Hence the name Recovery Room. Um, but they have fantastic, fantastic dishes and pizzas and Italian.
0: That is one food. of the things I think is a little bit hidden about kind of Southeastern Connecticut in general. Because when people come down here, they tend to go straight to like, okay, I'm going to downtown Mystic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, absolutely go check that out. But venture out a little bit more because there are so many like you have kind of the central hub of Mystic, but then all of the outlying kind of surrounding communities are just as much the foodie destinations are just as family friendly and have just as much kind of arts and culture. So to be able to share that a lot, I I think is great. Like if you're going to come down, don't just spend the day, spend the weekend.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of the tricky things was I know the city of New London was, you know, especially folks that take the ferry over to come visit one of the problems is the ferry access point is right on the highway yeah. so instead of going through new london which has tons to offer yeah um shout out to blue duck Sal D'Angelo down there that's a great restaurant too check it out what's up um but people can just literally just get off the ferry and get on the highway yeah um so that was kind of like a logistical issue i don't know how much you can do about it um other than raise awareness like you're doing that there are things to do other than you know jump on 95 and drive Every towns over, yeah. Uh, New London Waterford East Line, they all have really good, uh, really good family activities, and it's a great place, so. yeah. So, for anybody who
0: is interested, when, like, how would we go about finding soccer shots of southeastern Connecticut and western Rhode Island, right?
1: Southwestern, Rhode southwestern, Rhode Rhode Island. Island. Yeah. So, it's New London County, Connecticut, um, it's Kent County, Rhode Island, and Washington County, Rhode Island. So, um we are going to be launching, um, park programs this summer and fall. Awesome. Um, we're in five or six daycares in London County right now. We're hoping to, by the end of next year, be in all three of the counties that we, that encompass our territory. Um, and really if it's a park program, you can, you can look us up on, um, on our website, which you'll put in the show notes you Mm -hmm. said. Um, and as far as the daycares, we kind of go into the daycare centers and kind of, uh, sell the director on our program. But if you would like your kid to become more confident and build character, you can always go to your uh, daycare director and say, hey, do you guys offer soccer shots? If yeah. not, contact Jim McClure.
0: Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I'm happy
1: to talk with any um, any daycares or preschool centers in, in the area. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: So I guess just to kind of to wrap it up a little bit here, one of the big things that I like to, I guess there's a lot of big things that I like to, but um, do you have any you have any tips, hints, suggestions for anybody who might be thinking about, and this is kind of a little bit unique, and I feel it's a cool opportunity, just kind of transitioning from being a su- su- successful attorney to now going into being a successful franchise owner. Like mm-hmm. as you, like many of us, go through your career and you have like, oh, I wish I was doing X, Y, Z. Like just hearing your story, hearing like the commitment that you and your family have made to really choose happiness choose happiness and believe in yourself and success and build a business a family business based on that like i think it's a really inspiring thing so i mean I, i'm sure there's a lot of big crazy anxiety-ridden realities that go along oh, with sure, that For sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's it is one of those things that like just Choosing happiness, choosing like that, what you do throughout the day is like, yes, you're financially responsible and you're making a positive impact, but just being able to identify like, hey, here is the skill set that I know that I have that translates from my existing career to my new career. like. I don't know, do you have any kind of suggestions or tips for people who might be thinking about that? Like really thinking about making a transition?
1: Yeah, I would say um, communication is key. So you need to be able to communicate with people. If yeah. you're not good at that, I would join a networking group um, like me and you are in BNI. Yeah. Um, it's not much, but you have to get up in front of a room full of people and you know speak for 35 seconds. Um, so communication is key because if you can't communicate with people, it's gonna be tough to grow your business. So I would say figure out a way if through networking groups or public speaking things, um, that's huge and then the second part the biggest thing for me is really just surround yourself with good people who are also driven and want to you know not only see you succeed but want to succeed themselves and yeah. want everyone around them to succeed um we all know people in life that kind of just like can drain the life force out of you yeah. um, not that they're bad people it's just you know they're not they're not heading in the same direction as you and uh, some point that can really start to weigh you down too so i would say surround yourself with the most positive people that are driven and hardworking and yeah. want to, you know are at the same you know philosophy you do um and that can make all the difference in the world because it can be night and day dealing with people that you know showing up and and on tuesday mornings and being in that group is is phenomenal I yeah mean, um, if i didn't have that you know you, i'm going on sales calls all the time it's like you know you hear 15 no's for every yes it's like Fifteen no's can start to wear on you, yeah. or you know, in some fields, you know, you get fifty no's before you get a yes. So yeah. um, I think having positive people around you is huge.
0: Yeah, so. and it's that whole rising tide thing, right? Yep. Floats all boats. We all win together. Like I think that's really important, and I know it's something that like we at, from like our family business, like we really use that as one of like our pillars of service. Yep. Because if there's any reason why we're not spending time like raising our family. There has to be a justification in it, you know, and if it is that like, hey, we're doing something that's not only helping like our community, but also in turn, like, you know, our friends, our family, like that to me is the yeah, man, you yeah. know, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So Coach Jim McClure, thank you so much for coming out today to uh, I think we are on episode six now, which is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs>
1: Congratulations. Thank
0: you. So. um check the show notes. We're going to have every way that you could get in contact with Coach Jim McClure from Soccer Shots, Southeastern Connecticut, Southwestern Rhode Island. Um, Yeah, we really appreciate you being on today and we look forward to following you and your success.
1: Thanks so much, Jess. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Have a great one. Bye, guys.